Amazing Grace Kona welcomes you to today's lesson from Pastor Izzy Manzo. Our prayer is that today's lesson will spiritually feed and uplift you. Now, here's Pastor Izzy. We're in Revelation 17 tonight. So here he says the beast gets his power from these ten kingdoms. They have one purpose, verse 13 says, to give their power and authority to the beast. Now these will wage war against the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them because he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And those who call, who are with him and, and are called and chosen and faithful. He says, and he said to me, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. I mean, literally, they're described as waters. There's so many of these nations and, and peoples that will come that this, that this, city will be set upon that it will rule over and the ten horns which you saw the beast they will hate the harlot and they will make her desolate and naked and they will eat her with flesh and burn her up with fire for god has put it in their hearts to execute his purpose by having a common purpose by giving their kingdom to the beast until the words of god should be fulfilled now the woman whom you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth now you could say, well, that could be Rome because they were they were the ones ruling over the earth at that time. But let me read you chapter 18 real fast. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illumined with his glory. And he cried out with a mighty voice saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison of every unclean spirit, and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you may not participate in her sins, that you may not receive of her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back even as she has paid. Give back to her double according to her deeds in the cup which she mixed. Mix twice as much for her. To the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously, to the same degree give her torment and mourning. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, I am not a widow, and I will never more see mourning. For this reason in one day her plagues will come pestilence, mourning, and famine, she will be burnt with fire, for the Lord God who judges her is strong. Now, this is something that, you know, the book of Revelation teaches you. Is God a good judge? Will he judge the immoral things? Will he take out the bad guys? He says, they're going to get it, you know. She did, she did wrong. But listen to this. It says in verse 4, Come out of her, my people, that you may not participate in her sins and that you may not receive of her plagues. You know, the Lord gives it a call to his people, come out of that wicked place. Get, a, get away. Come, come. Why? Why does God pull us out of wickedness, out of a wicked place? He gives, he gives the reason right here. Why does God call to, why does he call to all men? Come, you know, come, repent of your sin. Get, come out of that and come follow me. He says there's a straight, narrow path that leads to life and a broad road that leads to where destruction he says 
right here he says, come and come out. Come out, my people, that you would not participate in her sins. You know, whenever there's wickedness, the Lord tells his children, pull back. Come away from that, that wickedness. If you Why? Because if you're just around it for a while, what happens? Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. You can say, oh, no, I'm going to be good and strong, and they won't influence me that bad. That, but God knows our frame. That We're just, he says, we're weak. And he knows. So he says, don't. Instead, Jesus, when he taught us to pray, said, pray, Father, lead me not into what? Temptation. But deliver me from evil. Right? We're, we're supposed to pray, Lord, get us out of this, you know, the evil that, that, that is there. God gave from an angel a call to his people. Come out. So you don't get sucked into participating in her sin, that great harlot. Why? Because if you participate in her sin, what's the next part? You get to participate in, in receiving her plagues. Did God really want his children to get the plagues that was going to come to this great harlot? No. See, I can't believe, people tell me, wow, God's really uptight. He's going to judge him. I said, yeah, can't you see that right there? He's pleading with them to, I mean, he sends an angel to call and say, come out. Right, he's calling them out. But to us as believers, everything that happened to Israel happened to them for whose example? Ours. He doesn't tell us to go participate in immorality and sin. He says, come out. Come out and be separate. By the way, the word holy means separated for a, for a consecrated use. God wants us to be not fooling around with sin because then we're going to have to fool around with the, with the judgment that comes to the sin. So he says, guys, come. Come to me. Come here. So he's calling them. Calling his people out. He's not, he's not trying to judge them. He's trying to, but he does say in verse 8, for in one day, just one day, that's all God will need, the plagues will come upon this city, the pestilence, the mourning, the famine. She will be burnt with fire for the Lord God who judges her is strong. Don't think God isn't able to judge and that he's not strong at what he does. You know, the devil says, ah, you know, if God was really strong, and everything, why hasn't he judged? He's probably never going to do anything. But see, that's a, he's the father of all lies. He's a deceiver. He knows that God is going to do something. And he tries to make us get sucked into that deception of, oh, I can probably get away with this for a while because, you know, maybe the Lord's not going to come back right away. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm going to live for a long time. Do we know how long we get? No. I mean, you could be called home tonight. You, this word applies to us today to be ready any day, we just, we, the Lord wants us all to come away from sin and follow him. So listen to this next part and see if you can see any clues to guess. Is it Rome, the city on seven hills, or is it Jerusalem? By the way, these are the only two I think are valid enough to teach you as, you know, scriptural possibilities. But I'm not going to tell you which one. I'm just going to read you some more clues, okay? Let me see if you can figure it out. And the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality, verse 9 says, and live sensual, sensuously with her, this great harlot, they will weep and lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment. 
saying, Woe, woe, the great city Babylon, the strong city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth weep and they mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood, every kind of ivory, every article made from very costly woods or bronze and iron and marble and cinnamon and spice and incense and perfume and frankincense and wine and olive oil, fine flour, wheat and cattle, sheep, cargoes of horses and chariots and slaves and human lives. And the fruit, he says, you long for has gone from you. All the things that were luxurious and splendid have passed away from you, and men will no longer find them. And the merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand at a distance because of fear of her torment. They will be weeping and mourning. And they will be saying, Woe, woe, the great city, she who was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such a great wealth has been laid waste. And every shipmaster, every passenger, every sailor, as many as make their living by the sea, stood at a distance, and they were crying out as they saw her smoke burning, saying, What city is like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads. They were crying out and weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city! in which all the ships at sea became rich by her wealth. For in one hour she has been laid waste. Now rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and you apostles and you prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. Here's one of the clues. This city's got to be, there's God's judging this city because of the saints, the believers, that for some reason he says, I'm taking issue with this city because of, uh, of, of the saints and the apostles and the prophets. So verse 21 says, And a strong angel took up a stone like a great millstone. He threw it into the sea, saying, Thus will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will no longer be found any longer. And the sound of the harpists, the musicians, the flute players, the trumpeters will be heard in no longer in, in in you and no craftsman of any craft will be found in you any longer and the sound of a mill will not be heard in you any longer and the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will not be heard in you any longer for your merchants were were the great men of the earth because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery and in her this city was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints, and of all who have been slain upon the earth. Okay, here's a clue. Which city has the, the, the found the blood of all the prophets and of the saints and all slain on the earth? To what city does that moniker get, this, you know, assigned? And you, you say, Rome, that's a possibility. They were pretty, they're pretty bloody, right? They killed off, they had those, had those coliseums and those things. A lot of guys suggest that. I, I'm going to give you a different slant. I, I found out one, one secret that is nice about the Bible. When you read it more, you know, the more you read it, more verses pop out to you. You'd be like reading along and like, oh, when they put that one in there? I didn't see that last time I covered that page. But you come to Matthew chapter 23. 
And you get to the end of Matthew 23. Now, my Bible, I'm, I'm cheating because see my Bible here? My, mine is a version that says, words of Christ in red. So if I'm going to go with any theological interpretations, I found a great resource in, in go to the words of Jesus. Because if anyone knows, um, you know, who's who in this prophetic scene, who is being represented, it's going to be the Lord. Right. Let me show you at the end of chapter 23, verse 37, it says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those that are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together like the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were unwilling, he says. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. For I say to you from now on, you shall not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, which city does Jesus say kills and stones the prophets? They were sent. Jerusalem. I'm just throwing that out because Rome was a very strong contender for, you know, death to, well, countless Christians were, were thrown to their deaths in the Colosseums, you know, they were used as sacrificial lambs. But Jesus says it's Jerusalem that kills the prophets. And he comes in another scripture and he weeps as he looks over the city of Jerusalem. How, how you know, he desires to gather them together unto himself. He says the way a hen, you know, when a hen brings its chicks under its wings, why does a hen do that? You know, why do why does the chicken get the, the little baby chicks and, to hide them and to protect them and look after them? And there's safety there. The Lord says, I want you to come. That's a pretty nice picture, isn't it? Come to me and I want to I want to put you under the shadow of my wing. You know, David wrote that in the song. He wants to keep me under the shadow of his wing. That, that That's a safe place. You know, if you're under the wing of, uh, well, I don't know if any of you grew up on a farm, but if you try to go get a chick from underneath a mother hen, mom mom hatched her chicks and she's watching over them and, and they're, they're following behind her. And as you come up close, you know what happens? They all, the, the mama makes this little noise and they all, she starts doing this and she, she like scoops them and she, she scoops them under her. When you try to reach in and grab a baby chick out from underneath the mother hen, you know what's going to happen to you? you they, they they call us hen pecking. They will they'll peck you. I mean, they're, they they you think mama just got turned into mama bear? You know, all of a sudden this little chicken is like attack mode, and it's coming after you because it protects its little base. And the Lord said, "That's the picture He uses of us, of the children of Israel. I wanted to bring you in here where you're safe and 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 look after you." And but did the Israelites did they did they come when he called them? Come, come out of that place. Come, come to me. The Lord says, "Come out of your backside." No, they don't listen. They don't listen. Now, everything happened to them. Happened to them for whose example? Ours. Do we ever do the same thing? And the Lord is telling us, "Come, come, get out of that. That that's a bad place. Come, come on, come over here, over here." You know he's calling us out and we're going i'm not listening and the devil's going great you just because it says he 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 roams around seeking whom he may what devour the devil's on the prowl he's like oh good look at that wandering sheep over there look at that little chick it's so defenseless i'll just pick that one off you know he's looking for someone to devour and the whole time the lord's saying 
here I am. Come, you guys, come. Come away. Get away from immorality. It's going to This word, by the way, this is a great example. This is what's going to happen to, in the big picture, to the ones that killed all of the saints and the prophets. Judgment's coming. But to God's people, God is still saying, get away from immorality. It's going to burn you. Get away from the harlot. Get away from sin. Come to me because that's the safe place is with the Lord, right? We got to teach these kids. There's judgment coming, but there's a safety for the guys who listen to the Lord's voice when he says, come, get get away from that. And he, we just follow Jesus's prayer, right? Lead me not to, into temptation. Deliver me from evil. I mean, sometimes evil's just crouching, going, come on, guys, trying to suck us in. And the Lord's going, hey, don't fall for it. Over here. You know, and the Lord's, the Lord's calling. That's what's going on here in Revelation. Now, since we already read to the next chapter, we know that this beast and this king, they're going to get that the judgment is going to come against this, this porous city, this harlot of a city is going to get it. I'm not going to tell you which, I, I think from Jesus's words, I would more, be more inclined to think this has got to be Jerusalem. And don't worry, the Jerusalem that we see on earth here, remember, that's not the one, we already read to the end of the story. There's a new Jerusalem coming, right? And a new heaven. Some of you are like, oh, if God judges Jerusalem, well, isn't that his holy city? I said, don't worry, he's got a replacement. And it's much bigger than the old Jerusalem. It's big, you know. 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles high. Cube is big. I told one of the kids this this week, they didn't hear the study when we were a couple weeks back in, in later in the book. Of, Wouldn't that be in outer space? I said, you know, the top of the... I said, yep. That's talk about balcony, you know, like a, a, a really nice, uh, you know, balcony view. I can't wait. I'm going to ask if I could have some, you know, access to the penthouse. And go look just to see the stars. I mean, if we think it's good down here, forget the telescopes. We'll be up there, you know, on the new. On the, let's go to the top of the new Jerusalem, to the top of the city, and see what the. Because I know we won't be in bodies. So you're like, but wouldn't you need a spacesuit? I don't think so. If the Lord could be, you know, God can be in heaven and He doesn't seem to need a spacesuit. So we get a good, we get a glorified body. It's immortal, right? incorruptible that body no pain and we can probably just not even be affected by outer space you know we're gonna have fun and i i don't know i i think some people just aren't getting the the true story what the bible teaches they're, they're learning theology from the from the movies from the television and the television doesn't always paint it right and i don't want that for this next generation the bible says in the last days just like a woman going into labor, how she has stronger contractions and closer together as she's getting ready to give birth. So it says the earth will be in travail. It will begin to, to like more and more contractions, more and more intense. And the earthquakes we're having now, they're getting higher and higher on the Richter scale. I think that's, a, that's just a sign. One sign, Jesus said, and they will say these things. He says, that, what did he say in Matthew? You will you will be wondering until until the day comes when you say blessed, yeah, blessed is he who comes. He says from now on you're not going to see me. Jesus told him until you say, well, that day blessed is he who comes. 
in the name of the Lord. There's a day, there's, here it comes. He's going to come. This is just the signs to get us through. Now, when these signs take place, what did Jesus say to do? Look up. Your redemption draws nigh. The Lord could come any day. We just got to keep our eyes focused toward the Lord, right? And the kids today, they need that encouragement. And we have to set, and we have to set the example, guys. We can't just say, yeah, you kids do it, but I'm not going to, right? We can't do that. We, we have to do it and let them see us and be able to imitate us looking up to the Lord. So I pray that this just gives you encouragement. Keep looking to the Lord. If anything, hopefully it gives us soberness in our spirit that we think, look, even the great harlot is going to be judged for all her immorality. So, And God's saying to his people, come, come out so you don't get included in that judgment. God doesn't want us in the judgment. He's not trying to judge us. Do you notice that in the story? I don't know why people don't catch that. Right to me, it's right there in black and white. He's not saying, I want to judge my people. He's saying, I want to judge the immorality that, that is stumbling my people. My people, I want them to come out so they don't get judged with the judgment that the, immor that the immoral will get. But will the immoral get judged? Yes. We can't be deceived. God is not mocked. It says, whatever you sow, that's what you reap. Remember in Galatians? We got to be careful that we just sow to the, to the right things, guys, and that we and we keep on that path. And this is a great admonishment. Keep going on the straight and narrow. Don't worry. Is it? It's not going to be too long. We'll be going. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Here he comes. Amazing Grace Kona thanks you for listening to today's lesson. You can listen to today's lesson or any of the radio lessons on iTunes titled "Celebrate the Lord." And if your travels take you to Kailua Kona on the Big Island of Hawaii, come visit us. We meet Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. on the beach at the north end of the old Kona Airport. For more information on Amazing Grace Kona, go to our church website at AmazingGraceKona.com. Amazing Grace Kona is the original Calvary Chapel Kona. Speak of life.